1: If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Let's
1: go! This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSN, the sports betting network.
2: Welcome back in. It is hour number two of the Lombardi Line live from downtown Las Vegas at our Circus Sportsbook studios. We're presented as always by BetMGM. He's Jonathan Bontoble. I'm Ben Wilson. We're in for Stormy and Michael today, continuing the NBA discussion here in uh, hour number two. A lot of fun for you coming up on uh, this hour of the show, Mike Pritchard. Our pal will stop by in about uh, 45 minutes to talk some NFL storylines. We'll get into some more uh, draft odds that are out populating the market as we're about a month away from the NFL draft. Uh, but for now, JVT, let's welcome in our guy Mo Dekeel to talk some NBA. We discussed the, the slate for tonight a couple minutes ago, looking at some of the, you know, just the macro-level discussion here. At Mo, I asked uh, JVT a second ago just what the heck to make of this Dallas Mavericks team with how broken they appear to be. What's your viewpoint uh, here on the Mavs as we get ready for a stretch where they're a game out of the play-in tournament here with seven games to go. I mean, it's a
3: complete dumpster fire, like just the way it goes. And I don't want to put this all on Kyrie Irving, as some people, It might be he might be an easy target to do that to, but this team's roster construction the whole season has been rather poor. Christian Wood hasn't panned out the way they hoped it would, to the point that even Jason Kidd and him have not felt been on the same page a lot. I think, you know, the injury issues between Luka and Kyrie have been a problem for them. And just, again, this has been coming for a while. Every, every move they've made has not panned out. I applauded the Chris F. Porzingis trade a few years ago. Didn't work out. You know, I, I like the moves they made last year when they got rid of him and brought in Spencer Dinwiddie, all that stuff. But when they traded Kyrie, for Kyrie and gave up all of their defense, there was no way this team was going to be able to defend at a high enough level. And it, it's they're paying
4: for it now. So, again, I think you put it well, right. Like, there's multiple levels of failure, I think, here when it comes to the Dallas Mavericks. On the court, what have you been breaking down in the film? Because I think we know defensively it's been pretty poor. But these two games against Charlotte, their offensive ratings were, like, sub-110. It's been really bad for them offensively lately.
3: Yeah, like, they just have not been able to find a flow. Like, think about it this way. One Kyrie first got there. Luca was out the first couple of games, like finding that chemistry just between the two of those guys. And even the first few games when they were on the court together, we would see the end of game situations where they didn't know what they wanted to do as a team. I don't think Jason Kidd is a very good coach. I think there are some issues there with with some of that stuff and putting that offense together. But let's just be honest. Who are you really worried about on this team when you're defending them other than Luca mm-hmm. and Kyrie? You get to just kind of focus in on those two guys. Cool, Maxi Kleber is going to beat us. Who's coming back from a pretty gruesome torn groin? Like that's he's he's not fully healthy. Like you're really going to be that worried about Christian Wood, Reggie Bullock, you know Tim Hardaway Jr. Like there's there's nothing that's really going to worry you. So it's easier for you defensively to just say, hey, we're going to lock in on these guys, and also knowing they're not going to stop us on the other end.
2: Again, Mo Dekeel joining us right now. You see his work at Bleach Report and for the Athletic, covering all things uh, NBA as we get closer and closer towards this end of the regular season stretch. Mo, and you have uh, we have odds we can bet on, like teams to participate in the play-in tournament, where there are actually at, at uh, DraftKings. You'll appreciate this: six teams who are favored, <laughs> only okay. four can, right. can actually make it. So that makes sense. Do with that what you, what you want to do. But the Lakers are a minus two fifty-five favorite to be in that play-in tournament. They're right in the middle of that stretch right now, as as the eight seed today. Get LeBron James back yesterday, Mo, but comes off the bench. Lakers look a little bit lackluster. They lose outright as a five-point home favorite to Chicago. Where do you see this Lakers team? Just how, how do you view them to mesh together as they bring LeBron back into the fold for the final six, seven games of the regular season?
3: I think this team is going to make the play-in tournament, maybe make the playoffs through the play-in tournament, but that's about it. I don't look at them as a first-round a, a team I'd really worry about you know having to defend. And and deal with in the first round. I think you know they're they're not going to be the upset alert that everybody's going to hype them up to be. I think just we've seen their struggles with everything that they've had. LeBron coming back from an injury this late in the season, we've seen this story before. We saw it two years ago when they got knocked out by Phoenix in the playoffs in the first round because LeBron didn't look right when he came back. And you know he's kind of planting the seeds out there of like he's not fully healthy. And you know I saw the LeBron James of feet uh, doctors. Mm When it came to all of that stuff and, you know, the other doctor said my season should be over. This doctor said I can come back there. He's planting the seeds there. I don't think he's going to be fully healthy. I think we're going to see the same thing we saw a few years ago. And if he's not fully healthy and, and, and hampered, I don't see how this team really makes that much noise.
4: Wow. LeBron James planting seeds for a narrative later down the road. I don't know. It's hmm. never really happened hmm. before. Um, Brand new. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so let, let's stick in the Western conference. And I mean, look, I'm sure you've been asked this question a lot, but like this, nothing is clarifying itself. I keep asking the question to people, right? Like, who are you pointing to in this West that you're going to be like, I have the utmost confidence that this team is going to do X and have success. Like I, I think if you're a team, a guy Mo, who, or gal who before the season picked the Golden State Warriors or the Clippers or the Kings or the Grizzlies, whatever it is, whatever your preconceived notions were, why would you ever come off of them? The West looks completely wide open.
3: Yeah, anybody who feels so confident about their pick in the Western Conference is just flat out lying to you. Right. There's no way to have any sort of uh, – feel for it. Like if you're excited about the golden state warriors, well, look, they just dropped a game against the Minnesota Timberwolves last night. You know, when, when you're looking at the Memphis Grizzlies, like I'm very worried that Steven Adams and Brandon Clark is out and they're playing well right now, but I have those concerns. You know, the one team you can probably feel a little bit confident is in Denver, just even though they've come off a, a rough swing, they had a big win against Milwaukee on Saturday. They play Philly tonight you can feel a little bit confident just because they'd probably been the most consistent team in the west but really it's just a crapshoot at this point like i really think it's going to come down to playoff matchups and who what team finishes where in seedings and who's a bad matchup for who like i got no feel for it and i watch this i watch this every night i'm i'm i don't know if anybody else can feel that confident in any one team
4: so and so also spin it like this then. you we have the odds up right now as you see the team on the bottom there the sacramento kings at 22 to 1 I understand what the flaws are with the Sacramento Kings, but we use the word consistency. I mean, they've been consistent, right? They're consistently bad on defense. They're consistently great on offense. We kind of know what they are. out of Outside of Denver, they've been the one team that's given us like this baseline of, okay, we know what kind of production we're going to get. With a team that was going to finish three or two, why can't Sacramento win a series against any one of these weaker teams with home court and find their way to a Western Conference Finals at the very least, Mo, because we've seen runs the last couple of years, right? The Mavericks made it. The Hawks made it. At the very least, why can't anybody take a 22-1 to on Sacramento and find themselves in a position later to make some money out of it, whether it's cash it or hedge off of it?
3: Well, so I'll just say what scares me about the Kings. Yeah. Besides, obviously, how atrocious their defense is, I will be very worried when they are playing offense in a playoff setting because what happens in the playoffs is we get to really lock down on you. We get to spend a week studying you and figuring out where you want to get the ball, how you want to operate. And if we can deny those things, it becomes a problem for you. And the first game I would look at if I was scouting against the Sacramento Kings is the game that they played against Boston recently where they got blown out. Boston did a great job in the second half pushing out those catches for DeMontis Sabonis further out. And that kind of really hampered their dribble handoff game, which is something they really focus on a ton. I think those are the types of things. Those adjustments and things like that becomes a lot more difficult for Sacramento to kind of figure out on the fly. They've done a phenomenal job, great season, love everything that we're seeing from them. I just think come playoff times when teams, when defenses in particular are going to be able to make it harder on them, I think there's
2: going to be a lot more challenges for them that they're just not quite ready. I I really want to, like what you just said, the fact that Sacramento is – longer Hudson Dallas right now like are we yeah. and I get the books you know Mo, well, we know they all books always have liabilities on teams so you won't you don't necessarily see the proper prices but like come on nope. really I'm very tempted I just don't know that I could actually get there right now on those 22 to 1 Sacramento tickets as enticing as that number is um, as far as and speaking of betting here Mo with the uh, with the MVP race I feel like this has been like for us we've talked about it since November basically and we get kind of exhausted of it but the reality is people can still bet on it we're into the final home stretch and there's still so much to be decided here as Joel Embiid has come back down a little bit he's now minus 150 at DraftKings Nikola Jokic plus 185 at the moment Uh, what's your vote as you look at it
3: I think right now I'm probably leaning Jokic but that's going to, honestly, it's changed for me so many different times. If you ask me in three hours, I might have a whole different answer and a different reason why, the more you think about it. But I think tonight's game, Philadelphia against Denver is really going to be a almost a MVP decider here. And, and if the odds might even switch. If Jokic has a monster game tonight, kind of revenge game after what Embiid did to him late January, I think we're, we might see a, a, a switch in that instance right there, especially coming off the big win against Milwaukee. I feel like this is going to be one of those things. But for me, Jokic has been consistent throughout the entire season. And the one thing I would say, too, is he doesn't play with an all-star. you know. And James Harden should have been an all-star this season. I, I, I'm surprised he didn't make it. But Embiid has a lot more talent around him. I feel like this is one of those things where I would just lean Jokic just on that. But any of those three guys, I'm good winning it.
4: I was going to say, you think Giannis has been eliminated? Because the market would say that there's a gap between him and the other two. But I have a feeling that he's not.
3: I don't think he's been eliminated. I still think it's really tight. Again, I I, I think the one thing you got to worry about if you're Milwaukee is Boston's beginning to creep up into that one seed. You know, they're just a game and a half behind them. They play later this week. Again, all of these games, this is how close the MVP race is. All of these games down the stretch, not just matter for seeding. It will decide the MVP. You know, you need to kind of have a signature moment. And if Giannis came out and just completely blew out Denver, And I know it's unfair because he had a good game. But if he just dominated in a way where we felt like it was something else, we would have said Jokic is out. And I think that's the kind of stuff that we're looking at here. This thing's going to be really close coming down the stretch.
4: All right, Mo, last 60. I got a Milwaukee Bucks fan sitting next to me. Uh, Mitch Moss here (laughs) on the network has a 501 ticket on Brooke Lopez to win defensive player of the year. How realistic is it that Lopez wins this award? He's the $2 favorite. I
3: think he's, In the mix, I just don't think he wins it. I actually think it's gonna end up being Jaron Jackson Jr. But I personally think Drew Holiday should win it for the Bucks. Thank you. (laughs) That's my guy. That's the uh the, the guy I would look at. I go check out a video I did on Twitter, one more thing literally broke down Drew Holiday's defense. I think he's the guy that can really do it and him. Being able to defend on the perimeter allows Brooke Lopez to defend the way he does in the paint. And I think he makes their jobs a lot
2: easier. And it's like, I'm scanning the odds, scanning the odds. The disrespect for Drew Holiday. He's not even on the odds board for Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, Moe DeKeele, again, follow him and check out that video, too, at MoeDeKeele, underscore NBA, M-O-D-A-K-H-I-L, underscore NBA. Mo, thank you so much for the insights. Thanks, Great to catch up with you, man. Oh, no, thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. We have a lot more to get to on the show, live. Drew Holiday elite perimeter defender. Not the, not the, I agree. I agree. I agree. say, I mean, it's just not on the odds board. Unfortunately, we'll transition into the NFL when we return because pro days, more of them are happening this week. Some odds are starting to change in the draft markets.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion lounge.
2: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. so You can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not only today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Back with Jonathan Montable. I'm Ben Wilson. We're in for Stormy and Michael today. You uh, you concocting a little uh, Monday? I'm action just of bored, this. so I'm just like looking at like some of like you it's know fun. putting together like what a what
4: a massive parlay would be like. You know, it's always fun. Um, so this is this because I the love way, these I love people who put in these massive big like like moneyline yeah. parlays. So yeah. I have a five team again I haven't bet this yet or not even but I'm just like having some fun here. So a five team parlay of moneyline favorites of minus two thousand. It's the Bucks, the Knicks <laughs> <minus> thousand, Pelicans <laughs> minus five fifty, the Oilers minus three fifty, and the Avalanche sport. at minus two seventy five and uh, we're looking at uh i think about plus 130 on that thing so throw
2: in a UAB tomorrow money line against i don't want to about. wait
4: until tomorrow that's the thing okay. but i was looking at some like some okay. tennis matchups you know what i mean a yes. couple of minus 650s in there uh alcaraz taking on paul yeah hard for me to see carlos carlos
2: alcaraz just absolutely steamrolling you're through, here for. through the miami open so. let's go let's keep going all right yeah.
4: we're going to throw alcaraz on here let's see <laughs> so the last Ooh. time uh yeah. Sorry, got big news. No, I didn't no, 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 mean to no. do that. All, All right. right, go for it. Uh, the NBA has actually rescinded a Dallas Mavericks star, Luka Doncic's 16th technical foul. Whoa. So that means that he is available to play tonight against the Indiana Pacers. So, so act accordingly,
2: everybody out there. That uh, line should probably flip back to Indiana here as we speak. Or should be back uh, to Dallas. Uh, yeah, so actually one offshore just went to Dallas minus two. Yep. Every other book right now is at Dallas minus one. So yes, act accordingly if you are so uh, inclined. What do, you, what do you think about
4: Sinner versus Rublev, huh?
2: Oh, hard to trust both guys. Hard to trust that. Okay. Guy. Center's a two dollar favorite. Yeah, I wouldn't touch that match. Okay. Both guys have been very enigmatic, is how I would describe it. Nice describe the We're getting Center up to two to one. And Andre, Andre, Andre,
4: well, there we go. Now that I've thrown um, uh, now that I've thrown our tennis guy on there, we're getting yes, up to two to one. Let's, thank cross.
2: you for including the uh, the Miami Open. And right as I said that Circa uh and right behind us just flashed to Dallas minus three. So yeah, an immediate figured. two point uh two point move. And, and I'm I would willing to bet yeah. Injury report comes out, and if Irving's not on, if Irving's not on there, Kyrie Irving. Yes, I'm saying his name right. Um, I'm sure they'll close like four. Yeah, and this total is also going to jump up as well. Bet MGM now, Mavericks minus three and a half. So that, thank you for that heads up. Uh, that's some uh, some breaking news here with the NBA card for today, Dallas and Indiana. I was going to say last time you and I hosted, we were in the middle of the uh, that summer dead period where we we're just trying to have fun with random bets on the air, and we did a, a primetime action. You and I, yeah, just like on a random MLB Friday with no other sports going on. And you just had like eight bets in the account, and they all hit like easily. Oh, Remember, you had that—that that, was the, that red, red, the Blue Jays game, yes, right? Yes, the Blue yeah. Jays game where they scored like thirty runs, and yeah. you had them first five. There was there was like <laughs> there was, was, was that's the inside the park home yes. run game, right? Had where, the inside oh, the park oh, homer, yeah. they scored eight runs in the second inning. I think. Brilliant! See, so see, that's I the last like time
4: that. we were on. So you wow, got has keep... it been that long? Really? Together,
2: yeah. yeah, I remember that day. That's yeah. been a while. Ha, only, only it, has been, it has been. been
4: a while. I mean, I guess, yeah, because I figure we did a lot of – we've done a lot of live – I've done a lot of Sundays where you're just sitting here in silence. Yeah. So I figured that those were days like we were together, but obviously we weren't on the air together. You were just my spotter making faces
2: at different just, football games. I was just stipulating wildly yeah. at screens during fall NFL Sundays for the most part. Uh, speaking of NFL, we do have the uh, the draft coming up now, basically a month away from Kansas City, and interesting to see some of the movement where – you know, I think for a lot of bettors too, we saw how the props first came out and we saw basically the original line movement coming out of the combine in Indianapolis. But then a lot of us kind of transitioned, put our focus on March Madness and betting the NCAA tournament over the last couple of weeks. I think for a lot of bettors, JVT, they're kind of they're coming out of the tournament and they're going, wait, CJ Stroud, really? Minus 330? I get that. We know there was the video that uh, that came out at, at the Rivers of Carolina after trading up to number one, seemingly being ready to take Stroud and, and favoring him, but... First QB selected, first overall pick, it's Stroud now, and it's minus 330. Yeah, no we, we think, is this the peak of the market, or is this only going to keep going in Stroud's well, direction? The,
4: the, main, the minus 400 was the peak, right? Right after Josh McCown yeah. dapped him up and got yeah, to minus yeah. 400. Um, no, I've, I've been pretty strong on this, and I, I'm willing, obviously, to be wrong, but I, just, I think when you're talking about the probabilities that we're talking about with these prices for CJ Stroud, based on nothing, like that's my whole thing, right? This is an information-based event, and all we're doing is... I don't even know what is like the lesser step than reading tea leaves, right? Like we're just, we're guessing at this point what this all means. And so I very much push back on the thought of somebody knows what's going on. All of these things we're guessing on events. And that's all that this is because at the end of the day, there's one, I think there's one thing that I think you and I both know that is a fact. And that is Bryce young in terms of being just a passer who cares about the, the, the height and everything like that, his ability as a quarterback, it seems near unanimous that people believe he is the best quarterback in this draft, right? Is that fair to say? Near unanimous? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, and with that, like, we're saying that CJ Stroud is going to be the first overall pick because of some weird Zap Zapruder film type stuff, and that's about it. And I just don't really buy into it. Again, we're talking about the probabilities of it happening. So when you're giving me Bryce Young to be the first quarterback selected in that over 2-1 to to two to one price where he has been the odds-on favorite for how long to be the first quarterback and first overall pick. Right. I'm in on being like I'm taking I'm in on taking that plus price with Bryce Young. So that's where I'm at with this. CJ Stroud could be the first overall pick. I just I, I just can't get off the mindset of everybody you talk to that knows how to break down film thinks that Young as a passer is the best quarterback in this draft. And that is something that I can kind of refuse to let go of.
2: And you can find Young now plus two twenty five, both for first QB selected or first overall right. pick. Those are viewed to be basically the, the same thing with yep. yeah, with the Panthers trading up to number one, two, as we assume take a quarterback and it gets into the thing that as nfl draft betting has become more popular over the last couple years something i think a lot of bettors have kind of fallen into a a trap of where you know we fear and i mean guys like matt brown at our network who have absolutely destroyed the draft betting for the last couple years so many of so many guys here and in in the market have done a tremendous job of winning money on the draft and following the information and there's that general consensus jvt that it's like okay even if you have to lay like a two or three dollar price that doesn't really matter as much in the draft because it is information based I think sometimes that gets conflated with oh the market just moved and all of a sudden the number is minus 400 it was even money the other day I should just bet that because it's a sure thing and that is one of those dangerous games to get into where you, you don't want to conflate raw market movement with actual information and that's like a really important distinction to make as we get closer
4: so and it's a great point so we'll use there's there's two really good examples of this right yeah so we'll give you two the first of which is which is why again we go it ties into the C J Stroud thing during the NFL Combine. At one point, the market said Anthony Richardson has a better shot to go first overall than C.J. Stroud, right? He was killing the combine, and he moved ahead of C.J. Stroud and the odds to go first overall. Does the market know something? No. It completely overreacted to what he did in the combine, and now that same guy who the market, like not even a month ago, said actually had less probability of going number one overall than Anthony Richardson is now the minus 330 favorite to go first overall. So to your point, these odds really mean nothing. And how about the other thing, right? You mentioned this earlier in the show. The Indianapolis Colts are either the favorite or the co-favorite to draft three quarterbacks in some of these markets. It's Anthony Richardson, it's Will (laughs) Levis, and it's Hendon Hooker. Does anybody think that the Colts are drafting three quarterbacks I don't think that's going to happen. Right. So when you're talking <laughs> about some of these adjustments in the way that where these odds are now today, we're all just grasping at straws at any little bit of information. For example, the reason why the Colts are now the co-favorite to go and draft Hendon Hooker is because uh, and his name's escaping me. Who's the indie Star columnist? Um, Dr- Greg Doyle. Greg, Greg yeah. Doyle, thank you. Yeah. Greg Doyle wrote a piece that he thinks the Colts are going to draft back with, like, nothing in terms of concrete information and draft Hendon Hooker. So what happens all of a sudden? Hendon Hooker, move, or excuse me, the Colts move up to the second, like, co-favorite at 9-1 to one yeah. to draft him. We're just guessing based on, like like, farts in the wind and nothing really else at this point right now. Yeah.
2: That's why it, it's a situation where, again, don't be look, looking at the line movement as just gospel at this point, right. and saying, "Oh, well, that must be some, that must be something that somebody knows influencing the line." That's why I tend to look, at least at this point, I'm kind of focusing in on these markets where it seems pretty clear, like it is, like it is a two horse race for one of these one of these positions, whether that's like first tight end drafted, right? Right. Where you you are going to get more concrete information as we get closer to draft days. So like I I feel pretty confident in saying that between Michael Mayer and Dalton Kincaid, who are the the view, the two guys who could potentially go number one. And it's pretty much even right now, Mayer minus 125, Kincaid plus 175. Like at some point, we're going to get pretty concrete information that Team A loves Mayer and is is likely going, he is going to be a guy that gets steamed up or it's going to be the other way around with Kincaid. Those are the types of spots I usually look more to, to target because you ha- you actually will get legitimate information that you can act on and bet once we get closer. You know, it's, And I'm glad you brought up one of those positions. The other position battle that's really intrigued
4: me, you know, Christian Gonzalez has been for a mm-hmm. while the odds unfavored to be the first corner or yeah. uh, matched up. I, think, I can't remember what matchup DraftKings has, but he is like a minus 160 favorite of the matchup they have up with him. I've read nothing that has concretely said that Christian Gonzalez is like the best corner prospect in this draft. There are people yeah. that like him. Right. But there's also, I've read also a lot that he is not the top prospect of this draft. He can be a first round pick, absolutely. But like the degree to which the market has Christian Gonzalez
2: favored yeah, as the top He's uh, minus right. 225 over De- Devin right. Witherspoon right have, now. Have you yeah. read anything that says like uh, a head no. and shoulders, Christian Gonzalez is the number one no. corner in this draft? I haven't. No, so. and that's what, I mean, look, the wide receiver markets totally flipped where Jackson Smith, the Jigba was three and a half to one pre-combine and now he's minus he's minus 500 to go over Jordan Addison who right. was previously viewed as the favorite. So that's why there's a lot of moving parts. Don't get... Quentin Johnston was a favorite and at one Quentin J- Johnston out of TC was a favorite. So the whole point is don't get too in love. Don't tie up the bankroll so early when you know there's going to be more movement. But I'm looking at that, yeah, that tight end market and the offensive line market too. Paris Johnson versus Peter Skaronski. That's a very tightly lined battle for who will be the first O-lineman as well both of those positions you will see more concrete info come out as we get closer that is going to be able to influence a bet even if you have to lay more juice than you would be at least right now we'll continue the nfl discussion next mike pritchard comes back to the lombardi line when we return
1: this is the lombardi line with former nfl executive michael lombardi now here's your host stormy Bonatoni on vsin the sports betting network
2: Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with our MLB betting guide. It is available now and has futures, team previews, and best bets. Steve McInnen has power ratings on every team. And Adam Burke breaks down how the new MLB rules will impact bettors. Whether you bet baseball every day or are looking for valuable futures bets, our betting guide has it all. And also check out the new Vison Uh, MLB betting podcast. Adam Burke is hosting that. Uh, We have our first episode uh, now out, so you'll be able to check that out as well. Sign up today and get full access to VSIN for 30 days for only $19 at VEASAN.com. Slash subscribe as we're back on the Lombardi line. I'm Ben Wilson in for Stormy Bond and Tony. She's on sidelines for that Houston DC XFL game tonight. Check that out on ESPN 2 JBT. Technically, we decided you are in for Michael Lombardi, so you are in the Michael chair. I mean, no doubt, no doubt. Now, Mike Pritchard has been in for Michael Lombardi as well before. Pritch and I used to do uh, the show on Tuesdays. We had the Tuesday crew on the Lombardi line during the fall. So, Pritch, great to be back with you as Mike Pritchard, the former NFL wide receiver and beast host, joins us right now. Pritch uh pitch fighting through those uh those spring spring allergy season I guess that's what we'll call it. you're you're fighting through injury (laughs) but thank you for being with us today so the Lamar Jackson at trade request news officially comes out this morning right before we were coming on the air but apparently made his uh, wishes known back on March the 2nd makes makes the tweet this morning so that is uh now out there what do you make of the timing here of the news on the Lamar Jackson's front
6: yeah you know what it's not surprising not shocking at all fellas you know I think uh uh, that was going to happen. You know, Baltimore was not going to pay Lamar Jackson what he wanted or what he thinks he's worth, and Lamar Jackson is not going to settle uh, on anything. So uh, we get the tea leaves first, um, right? And, and I think Lamar Jackson not playing in the playoff game when you, you could have put on the shoulder pads and the helmet and gave it a go. You know, If you can't finish the game, okay, you can't finish the game. But that's the playoffs, right? And uh, I, I think that probably soured the, the taste in the mouths of, of the executives out there in Baltimore and they're not going to give him an exclusive deal they're not even going to move forward with them uh, they got a new offensive coordinator too so there were so many tea leaves out there right and uh, I think when you're looking at this situation now it's purely business uh, and what is Lamar Jackson going to do what are the Baltimore Ravens going to do obviously the Ravens feel like they can get two number ones for him that's why he has a non-exclusive franchise tag uh, so if any team wants to trade for him I mean I think that's where the price is going to start now As we get closer and closer to the season, obviously there's going to be some about a guy who is very, very young, very unique, but very, very young and very explosive at the quarterback position. So I think there's going to be some takers out there I just don't know when that's going to happen at this point.
2: Oh, Sorry, I was just... Oh, no, I was just going to follow up on the, yeah. the odds are now have continued to be okay, posted. If,
6: uh, Points Bet in Illinois is the
2: one shop I'm seeing that has the Lamar Jackson next mm. team odds, and the Colts are favored 2-1, to one okay, for whatever so. that's worth. As we made the joke, uh, they are now favored to get four quarterbacks. <laughs> they are now off-season. favored to get four quarterbacks, <laughs> and, uh... Pritch. Yeah, maybe they'll draft three <laughs> quarterbacks this. and trade for Lamar. Yeah.
4: Remember this when they actually draft Tanner McKee instead, <laughs> so let's just oh, throw that out. Yeah. Uh, so, Prince, I've been rolling with this. What do you make of this theory? Because I keep bringing this up. When it comes to Lamar Jackson and teams trying to get him, what if these teams, like, let's bring the Colts into it, the Atlanta Falcons, they have top 10 picks, right, for the Colts, they have a top five pick. What if they're just waiting to spend their first round pick because they don't want to ship off a top 10 pick for Lamar Jackson? Can't they just wait, draft the guy that they want, and then after the draft go, okay, cool, you can have our next two first round picks. Sure, we'll go ahead and acquire Lamar Jackson. We'll make offers. Is maybe that what we're waiting for here?
6: You know, that's interesting, JVT. I mean, uh, I, I I don't know what's going to happen because, like like just mentioned with you, Lamar, he's so unique. Uh, and I would think if you're a team out there, you would want Lamar Jackson sooner than later. Uh, and obviously the leverage is going to be the draft and this coming draft. At Baltimore, they they don't want Lamar Jackson, so maybe they want to trade up and maybe they want to see if they can get a quarterback this year. Uh, maybe they're playing for the Caleb Williams uh, sweepstakes next year. Uh, take a look at those win totals, right? But uh, no, I, I, I think this situation gets very, very interesting in terms of Lamar Jackson because uh, he's so unique. You know, he's not uh, a plug and play player. It's not like you're trading for uh, Deshaun Watson. It's not like you're trading for uh, any type of quarterback, you know, uh, Matthew Stafford, you know, plug and play and everything's going to be okay. He's so unique that the offense coordinator is going to have to understand lamar jackson right so i mean if you if you mess around and you're too cute that way and then you bring it in later uh that can be disruptive I, I think that could backfire too so i i don't know if baltimore would even entertain that i think baltimore is looking to move up in this year's draft and and baltimore is looking to acquire picks now uh, so they can start to rebuild what they're mm-hmm. going to do now that Tom mockins in, in there as well. So mm-hmm. that that's the turnover situation out there in Baltimore right now.
2: Yeah, Mike Pritchard joining us right now on the Lombardi Line, who's on the Lombardi Line as a host here on multiple times throughout the week. And Pritchard, as far as this week, we'll see another pro day for Anthony Richardson, quarterback out of Florida. We've already seen the big odds movement coming up from from the C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young perspective with those two flipping here at the top of the board. You and I haven't talked for a few weeks as far as NFL draft stuff, so what what are you hearing on this whole Stroud front where he's now a minus 330 favorite to go number one at all? Is, is this as real as the betting market is making it out to be, or just uh, just some smoke screens, as you always like to say this time of year?
6: Yeah, no, I think it's real. I mean, Carolina moved up uh, for, for a situation to be able to draft a quarterback, and you know, Bryce Young at his pro, pro day, he was going to impress. We knew that throwing the ball, and You know, the leadership and that's all you heard from the the analysts out there. But uh, you can't deny the fact that he didn't want to weigh himself again. Uh, You can't deny the fact that when you actually look at him as a coach, uh, as a coordinator, as as a position uh, coach as well, you're like, wait a minute, how long am I going to have this guy? You can't help but have that question. Whereas with C.J. Stroud, you don't have that question. You know, and, and if you are impressed with him, then yeah, he should be the number one pick uh, in this year's draft. He should be the first quarterback off the board. Uh, Carolina is, is in need of the quarterback as well. I don't, Michael Lombardi's talked about the owner, Tepper, and, and people maybe preferring uh, uh, Bryce Young, uh, but it's, these coaches are in the business of winning games, man, and uh, they keep their jobs by winning games, and, and they also keep their jobs if the quarterback is healthy to help them win games. And I, I think CJ Stroud has a better chance of being healthy uh, for a longer term, uh, certainly, than, than a Bryce Young does.
4: All right, so let's let's talk about the the guy that at one point actually had better odds to go first overall. That would be Anthony Richardson. That was right after the combine. Prince, what are the chances that a team like a Detroit Lions or a Tennessee Titans actually moves up to select Anthony Richardson? I know the Colts are favored to grab him with their spot. There's more rumblings that the Colts might be looking either to move back or use that pick for something else and draft a quarterback later. Could Detroit make a splash, move up to, like, number three and draft Anthony Richardson?
6: Yeah, that's an interesting spot for him. I mean, I, I think, you know, and everybody knows this in the league, he needs a year. He He's not mm-hmm. uh, a guy that you can take out of the box and, and play with right away, right? Yeah, Joe, that's, that. He's not yeah, <laughs> that. He's not that. He's not that, right? Exactly. He is. He needs some assembly, maybe some batteries, maybe some special batteries. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you start to look at spots like that, you know, it makes sense for Detroit, I think. Uh, and in Detroit's done a very nice job of building that roster and not only through the draft, but through free agency too. So, I mean, they have the equity to kind of draft a quarterback high up and, and certainly and, and sit him. So I, I'm not surprised at that, you know, Seattle is another team, but uh, you wonder what, what they're going to do with that pick as well, because, You know, there's going to be a lot of people wanting to trade up uh, for a chance at a quarterback like that. And I'm intrigued by it. I really am. I mean, Anthony Richardson is like what Lamar Jackson was. right. And think about that. And now we see Lamar Jackson. So but I hope the future is different for Anthony Richardson. Uh, he's just getting started, mm-hmm. uh, but there's certainly uh, a tremendous amount of upside with this young man.
2: Yeah, Colt's the favorite right now, plus 125 to draft Anthony Richardson, yeah. just like their favorite to draft uh, or trade for now <laughs> for different QBs. Give Mike a follow at M.I. Pritchard, by the way. He is Pritch. He is always great when he comes on the air, and he's he's playing. He's battling through it. He's playing hurt, as you did many times throughout your NFL career. Thanks so much, Pritch, for, for the time, and uh, get some rest, my friend.
6: I appreciate you guys. Have a great day! Thank yeah, you. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And you were pointing out too that the thought uh, JVT on potentially the Lions uh, mm-hmm. trading up—that was a new Pro Football Focus mock draft that came out, and I believe didn't uh, Femi Bebefe with you yesterday point yep. out maybe a Lions bet at ten to one. That's what to take I wanted. Richardson to Richardson was uh, was maybe a thought. So what a what a nice idea from Femi that might might potentially play out. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. And when you really look at
4: it, and as Pritch said, it's a team that is kind of suited to do this. You have a quarterback in place. I, I think any of these teams are really if. If what we're kind of hearing out of Indianapolis, there there, if there is some truth to it, right, that the Colts are maybe more and more looking at either spending that pick on something else or not drafting a quarterback there, which I think would be foolish, but let's run with that for a second. Whether it's the – think about the three teams that you see on this board, the Seahawks, the Raiders, or the Lions, all three teams with quarterbacks on short-term deals mostly that can win now with the guys that they have while developing Anthony Richardson for like a year – that would be something that I think is really intriguing, and once they move on from their quarterbacks, they have some stuff in place. You can rank whoever you think has the most stuff in place to really be successful once Richardson is healthy, and I think the Lions, I mean, two years from now, if Richardson's, like, you
2: know, developed and ready to go with that wide receiving core, that offense, be pretty, they'd be pretty freaking good. Yeah, oh, no no question. It, I think that you kind of look at the lines where they're at and how that is going to be one of the more popular bet teams this year just in general because of how they finished last year. I think there, there might be some pushback where people say, well, look, you're – you're maybe a couple pieces away now from feeling like you're a legit contender, especially with how the NFC North could potentially be shaken up, especially if the Rogers trade does happen and he leaves Green Bay. But it's hard to, like, when you have a talent like that with a ceiling as high as Richardson, that's why you look at it and you can still be committed to winning now while at the same time having a guy like that in your franchise. So that's, that's where people might look at it and go, okay we can still you can have the best of both worlds potentially if you're the Detroit Lions uh, have to think that they are a, going to be a big bet on team here coming up in the NFL futures market as well with how good they finished from a season ago so thanks to Mike Pritchard for stopping by we'll recap our favorite bets for the night slate tonight get some final thoughts from JBT on the NBA card have some thoughts on one of the NIT final four games tomorrow we'll tell you about interesting situational spot for Utah Valley we'll discuss that as we wrap up the show right after this
1: line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on Vcent, the sports betting network.
2: Bet MGM, the king of sportsbooks unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with Bet MGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at Bet MGM, you can earn Bet MGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued... As non-withdrawable bonus bets, bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Back to the final time with Jonathan Von Tobel. I'm Ben Wilson in for Stormy and Michael today. Big thanks to our producer Elliot Bowman behind the glass. I feel I, I was you I was wrong. You won JBT. I was pronouncing his name wrong for like three three straight years, but we got it right. Hey today. man,
4: as long as you're not letting it eat eat at you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Something that was <laughs> mentioned at the beginning of the show.
2: May have made not have been. I uh, mentioned Andrew Ingold, our uh, technical director. Thanks as well, everybody else. You sure behind, that's how you pronounce it? It's definitely Ingold. Okay. Right. It's not Einjold. I- it's definitely Ingold. Okay. I heard the G was silent. uh, uh, Mc- <laughs> uh Mikael Moran, Sergio Sanchez, Ande Pariso, Troy Kitsch, also helping out behind the glass, as well as San Diego State alum, Rob Moreno, who is a very happy man today. I He's didn't know that about Rob. Final good for you. Four. That's awesome. Great for uh, yeah. yeah we're, we're happy for him. I told Rob I would never come back to Circa until San Diego State made the final 4. There you go. And here I am today. So yeah, my
4: my uh, my late grandfather was a went to San Diego State as well, so it's a big time oh. as well. Yes, it, I know all of a sudden, you know, like a lot of San Diego State people, like they come out of the woodwork, so good, they, for, them. They good have, for them. Well,
2: that's a good reason to come out of the yeah. woodwork. Now, uh, we do have a a pro tip for this hour, and I'll set you up because you made a really good observation on the big marquee matchup tonight in the NBA, Nuggets and 76ers, and how that is going to impact the MVP race down the
4: stretch. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're looking to lay it with the, the Nuggets, you can either uh, do this instead or sprinkle a little bit on this, sprinkle, Uh, consider betting Jokic to win MVP, right? Like these head-to-head matchups do mean a lot down the stretch. I mean, it's not even down the stretch. Go back to, what, a month and a half ago? Remember on that fateful Saturday when Mm -hmm. Joel Embiid buried a three in Nikola Jokic's face out in Philly, and what happened? He swung all the way up to the second choice to win MVP. So these events will swing things, especially when you're talking about the two guys at the top. So if you like the Denver Nuggets today, Wouldn't say no to putting a little bit on a plus price at Nikola Jokic because if you're right and they end up winning and covering and especially if Embiid's going to be out there – Willing to bet, we either get a flip here, or at the very least, they will both be co-favorites by the time the
2: uh, the yeah. night is over and these are reposted. Lot lots still to change on those markets. Where Embiid coming into today minus 150, Nikola Jokic plus 185 at BetMGM, and the Nuggets are a five-point uh, favorite tonight in the market.
4: Y- yes, and look, Joe Embiid's questionable, James Harden's questionable. So yeah. you know the same song and dance with every M- uh, NBA game. But I would also like to point out our guest, Mo actually said. Something along the same lines, right? He said even today, he's like, "Hey, this game could go a long way today in terms of deciding this for some of these voters." So it would be a, it, it's going to be a good way to look at, in terms of how mm-hmm. you're approaching this. Now, I wouldn't say it for the Embiid side because they're underdogs today, and I don't want you to lay a price on Joel Embiid. To you know, if you think the 76ers, this angle only really works with the Nuggets and uh, Joe. Excuse me, with the uh, and Nikola Jokic, but something to watch.
2: No, uh, no question. The other big NBA moves tonight. We're going to see. we here. We are. It's one forty-eight p.m. Eastern time. So a lot more. Injury news and reports still to come out today. The big one, though, that happened while we were on the air a few minutes ago, and, and thanks, uh, you caught this, JVT, right as it happened, where Luka Doncic, the NBA, rescinds that 16th technical foul he picked up in the previous game against Charlotte. So no one-game suspension for Doncic. As of now, he is playing tonight. That line has shot up. Mavericks were a one-point favorite at the Open. Hadgett, there were some interest in the betting market on Indiana. That is now, we're showing three and a half on our screen, juiced at BetMGM. Everywhere else is now 4 Flat across the board. In some shops, I see one uh, one offshore has already gone to four and a half on Dallas and Indiana. Other moves tonight, uh, Milwaukee and Detroit. This was as high as 18 in the market at one point on Milwaukee. Uh, they're they holding out Giannis tonight, uh, apparently, because it's down to 13 now across the board.
4: Uh, so the I box. was actually just scrolling through my um, NBA writers column up on Twitter. And yes, Giannis Antetokounmpo is not going to play. Yeah. Drew Holiday is not going to play either. So those are two very big pieces. Holiday being the more important one, obviously, um, that they're not going to play.
2: So. Yeah. Five little five-point mark. I shouted you guys out. Thank you, thank you, you for saying out. holidays is more fun. I caught that. Don't yeah. worry. I caught that. Uh,
4: also, an update, too, that both Joel Embiid and James Harden participated in shoot-around today. So that's very Correct. big. Both carry questionable tags. And uh, it does look like there's a shot, at least. When you see these guys participate in shoot-around, it, it's almost like the... Limited tag in football, right? When you see guys who are questionable but participate limited right. practice on Friday, you generally assume that he's going to play in the game that coming weekend. Uh, same thing here. James Harden and let Embiid participated in
2: the shoot-around. Will still be game-time decisions, but that's a very good step in towards of both of them playing yeah. tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I see one book has, has dropped to four-and-a-half there. Yep. Uh, the Denver Nuggets, seeing uh, their line shorten a little bit. Some interest on the underdog with those uh, shooter on stats available. Anything else, uh, NBA? You're looking to play tonight? Uh, it's a very tough card as you look at it from the injury perspective, with all the other elements at play here. Final six, seven. Yeah, I mean we're
4: starting to get some info on like some of the players that will be available, so you can go and mess with some stuff. Like for example, for Chicago, Alex Caruso is questionable today against the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, Demar Derozan, who actually had a little bit of a quad strain yesterday, uh, excuse me, returned from a quad strain mm-hmm. yesterday. Actually, is on the injury report in the back-to-back, so that's pretty important for the Chicago Bulls. So you'll start to see those numbers solidify themselves. So as of right now, uh, nothing in terms of what you're going to bet because you do want some clarity. The 76ers are at the top of my list, but wanted to make sure that you were going to get both Joel and and James Harden. You could take a shot. And uh, take five and a half now that's still out there at some markets, and if both of them play, that should close more like the three and a half we saw Denver Lane against Milwaukee the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But, again, it's a risk because then, of course, James Harden could be ruled out
2: and then always played, a, so. Always a risk, yes, yeah. when you're betting this early in the, in the day for NBA. That Clippers line right now against Chicago and those injury concerns we talked about, Clippers minus four and a half, pretty much consensus uh, in the market as of now. For us, as far as NCAA tournament, early Final Four plays have not made this official, but I'm going to fire at some point here under... Florida Atlantic and San Diego State under 131 and a half. The best number you can find with San Diego State, this elite defense playing one of the slowest tempos in the country against the Florida Atlantic team who can play at any style and is going to be content slowing down the ball. So we're, we're in lockstep. they going to go under. I would, I'm not really assuming this is going to pop back up, even though we've seen some of the variability in the market in these NCAA tournament totals. I have to think this probably goes down to around 130, and then maybe you see some late-week interest in the over, but that will be my guess as of now, just reading the market. Uh, So that'll be the play for me under 131. Yeah,
4: I agree, and and if you're thinking that, too, uh, those who have points bet in their state, that they're still sitting at 132, according to my screen, so you can go and grab that if you want and bet that thing under. Um, But I would agree with you. Look, I mean, we're starting to see 131s pop up, so I'm I'm not sure that we're going to get a little bit lower here on this number, but the way that these things have moved back and forth uh, I'm going to assume that we're going to get that 132 and a half back, and if not, it's always in-game betting to kind of get something in here. But I'll be waiting to see that 132 and a half
2: pop back up and uh, get in under that. You know, what? I will be in Arizona Saturday for a IFL nice. Indoor Football League. Broadcast. Nice. So I, m- I might just wait Sign up and, and uh, away, get a little, fa- a little Fanduel action. Uh, and all the, uh, what? Fanduel, DraftKings now are all. Uh, how many what i think arizona is very colorado like they have almost everything that mgm as well
4: yeah let me double check for you huh let's see you can
2: check i don't i'm just not aware so i might do that and and just shop around again you go into these new jurisdictions you can sign up you can get you can get really good sign up bonuses and even if you're only there like if you come back like i'll be back in may as well just you know
4: let's see yeah mgm vandal caesars win oh wow if you're a betfred guy they got that out there too (laughs)
2: Okay. There's a lot. There's a lot on offer uh, there in Arizona. So that might be the the angle for me. Barstool.
4: Uh, Yeah. DraftKings. There you
2: go. There's a ton. Nothing like sweating out a game like right before you go on the air for another (laughs) podcast. Yeah, you can do it. Come on. (laughs) I know. You're a professional, so you don't do it on the indoor football league. You'll never. Right. Only games that are going to end when I'm off, when I, you know, before I go on the air. That might be the play. That's the, that's the early game. That's the 6.09 PM Eastern tip off uh, there for FAU and San Diego State. Miami UConn is the late game. I am uh, I'm also interested in this Utah Valley-UAB game for tomorrow, where UAB, one of those three Conference USA teams, to make a Final Four between the NIT and NCAA Tournament. And Utah Valley is without their coach, Mark Madsen, who's mm-hmm. rumored now to be taking the Cal job. The last time Utah Valley played at Orleans Arena, I was calling the game. It was the semifinals of the WAC tournament. They oh, blew boy. a 23-point lead. Yep. and lost. Actually, a call that you guys were so kind to play on the air. Uh, you and Kelly Bidlin, but Utah. A Valley, great call. There, there's got to. There, you have to think there are some uh, some some demons there. Some from, ghosts in the hallways. From blowing that 23-point lead. Now they do have Trey Woodbury, who's a Vegas native, used to play at UNLV, has gone off. In a bunch of those whack tournament games in the past at Orleans, but this is a really tough matchup against a UAB defense that is very, very solid and has run through the NIT so far.
4: Yeah, um, I, I wonder if that would affect them.
2: Maybe, maybe not. But that was a that was a massive meltdown. I realize that's a very like narrative media guy thing to say, and it's something you don't usually bet on. But I, look, having been there in the building, like it was that How was a real Were thing. they? I mean, it was. You felt so bad for them. Obviously, like, it's the thrill of March, right? And you're you're always cognizant calling a game like that. On the one hand, it's insane. You're blowing it, and you hear Ben Wilson
4: like, ah, in the background. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like, it's—it's well, it's crazy to have a comeback, and you get excited for it, but you you definitely think in your mind of the other team and the fans that are watching at home just, like, dying into their, you know, sobbing as you're narrating their their team's collapse. With with a lot of energy, yeah. Right, but that is the duality of March and how the, you know... You got to call the action and good Utah Valley melted, unfortunately. So that is one of the NIT games tomorrow. I, I, as much as I would love to bet under 115 and a half in Wisconsin and North Texas, just on principle yeah. with the two slowest and Wisconsin with a, just an eighth grade level offense, I'm not going to actually do it because I don't want to have to sit through it. Eighth grade level offense. It's yeah. insulting. What, what, what would you describe it as? <laughs> Not good. <laughs> <laughs> so for Jonathan Vontobel, for our producer Elliot Bowman, i have been Wilson saying so long here from the Lombardi line. v Best Bets coming your way next here on v the Sports Betting Network.